daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Drops it off to Vooch, he'll dunk it down. Daddy Vooch. Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. Throws up ahead to Isaac, and look at the tomahawk from the Seminole. Chief Osceola smiling somewhere. Now here's your host, Dante Marcatelli. And welcome, everyone, to Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. Dante Marcatelli here with you. Chris Vasquez is our producer back at the 96.9 Controls. Jake Chapman is the co-host, and the Orlando Magic fall in Game 4 to the Milwaukee Bucks by a final of 121 to 106. 31 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists for Giannis Adetokounmpo. 14 of 21 shooting. He was sensational. And for the Magic, 31 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, for Nick Vucevic, this was a tie basketball game, 81 apiece with 25 seconds left in the third quarter, at which point the Milwaukee Bucks would rattle off a 21-2 run, three points to close out the third quarter, and then an 18-2 run to start the fourth, and they would, in essence, close the door on the Orlando Magic. Orlando did come back and make it an eight-point game, trying to get a couple of stops late, unable to do so. And uh, Milwaukee just outmuscles and overmatches the Orlando Magic, 121 to 106. But this was a very hard-fought basketball game, a, a game that the Magic had a chance to win. Uh, just made key, key errors and miscues to start that fourth quarter, and that can't happen. Didn't get some, uh, didn't get a ton of help. Uh, from the men in black and white, uh, the the officials on this basketball game as well. But listen, no sour grapes. You have to overcome all that uh, if you're going to beat this team in the playoffs and, and try to get a victory against the Milwaukee Bucks. So we'll break that all down for you. We'll preview what's coming up. Game five. Could it be the final game for the Orlando Magic? That is the next one coming up on Wednesday. We'd love to hear from you. Get your thoughts. 407-916-8255. Or you can text us at 508 508- And you can celebrate the Magic 2020 playoffs presented by Advent Health with your very own playoff pack. This pack includes a blue or black Magic t-shirt, an NBA playoffs hat, and reversible lanyard. Get yours today through the Magic app or online at orlandomagic.ordernext.com. So the Magic are now trailing three games to one to the Milwaukee Bucks with Game 5 coming your way 3.30 on Wednesday right here on 96.9 The Game. We do get the word, in case you're just joining us, the Philadelphia 76ers have relieved Brett Brown of his duties. So after seven seasons at the helm for the Philadelphia 76ers, they get swept by the Boston Celtics and Brett Brown. Uh, We'll be looking for employment. The uh, short list seems to include Teron Liu. Uh, Looks like they're going to pursue Teron Liu, uh, try to steal him from the Los Angeles Lakers. And games in action right now, uh, we are through three quarters. It's the Houston Rockets up by one over OKC. Houston leads that series two games to one. Coming up uh, as soon as we finish this program, it's the Miami Heat who try to complete the sweep of the Indiana Pacers. They lead three games to none. And then coming up later tonight, it's the Los Angeles Lakers up 2-1 on the Portland Trailblazers. Jake, this Magic team fought like heck. They gave it everything they had. They are severely undermanned. There is not a bigger David versus Goliath story in the postseason than what we are experiencing here in Central Florida. You you played the perfect game in Game 1. You were able to get that victory. Games 2 and 3, not so much. You just couldn't find any shooting, couldn't get enough stops. Milwaukee takes those two handily. This one you fought. You had terrific fight uh, right from the opening tip. You were ready to go, and you put yourself in position uh, to to win a basketball game. This thing was tied with three minutes. This thing was tied with twenty five seconds to go in the third quarter. Yeah, this one, this one stings. You know, this one, 
Milwaukee is so good, D, and and I think in game one, I think the Magic caught them off guard a little bit, but also they were able to sort of put forth a blueprint of what you need to do in order to beat this team. And then in games two and three, Milwaukee comes out, and, and, and I think they just took the physicality, the aggression early on in the game to the Magic. Well, that wasn't a problem um, uh, this afternoon. I thought Markell did a great job because Markell is really the one, like when Bledsoe steps up that ball pressure, um, I think that was what threw Markell. And you think about game one, the way he started game one, and how aggressive he was in the first quarter today. The Magic sort of withstood that blow um, to start this game today. But yeah. like you said, right. you know, you, you're right there in the game, late third quarter. Um, and then, yes, you have that that sort of screwy call on Markell, um, that, and you lose the overturn or, or, or the challenge. You don't get the overturn. But then into the fourth quarter, I mean, it was just, bam, right at the beginning of the fourth quarter, Milwaukee just took off running. And it wasn't a thing where, like, Milwaukee just decided, okay, we're going to play now. They were playing their butts off for the first three quarters. The Magic were just matching them. But a couple mistakes, like you said, you lose Kyle Korver in transition or you give Chris Middleton too much space to get an open three up um, because you're expecting him to, to, to drive it in a little bit. Those are the things that you cannot do against this team because before you know it you know i said after a game i think it was game two or three i'm not sure um i they they have a way of making a 10 point deficit feel like 20 and then a 20 point deficit feel like the game's already over and as we know this magic team they fought back every time they've had their backs up against the wall like that they fought back into the fourth quarter i mean they they were still hanging in there um with what about three or four minutes left but milwaukee's just so talented and when they get everybody sort of clicking on all cylinders like they've had these last couple games it's just it's just brutal because you look at some of these numbers, the, you know, the physicality numbers, like the rebounding, which we talked about quite a bit after games two and three, those were fine today. The ball was moving pretty well. You get 26, uh, 26 assists today. And anytime the Magic shoot um, 45 threes and make 18 of them, that's that's usually good enough to win. And it just wasn't against this Milwaukee team. They're just so solid on both ends. No, they are. And at the end of the day, listen, there, there's nobody that went into this series that thought, okay, listen, clearly the Magic are the better team here. <laughs> I think we understand what we're up against. That's why it's such a, a colossal undertaking. Uh, this is a team that, that many think can go on to win an NBA championship. I mean, they're that good. They had the best record during the regular season. Before the hiatus, they were on pace to win 70 games. I mean, they were going to be one of the four teams to get to 70 wins, uh, potentially, on an NBA season. They're the best defense in the NBA, and they scored more points than anybody in the NBA. That's why the regular season is of paramount importance. So you don't finish 33 and 40 and draw Toronto and draw Milwaukee. I, I think that's the, a, a huge lesson that we can now learn is, is how we played in game one and how we played today is how you have to play all 82 games. And that, that's just, yep. that's, that's a lesson that hopefully they can carry into the regular season. And I think they will. Uh, there, there's too many nights where, where you, you, you cost yourself games. You need to get to a postseason where you're not playing the team that's predicted to win an NBA championship. You you need to get to five. You need to get to four and potentially host a first-round series. But that being said, you're undermanned. you you got four guys in your top eight of the rotation that you had on on opening day, uh, on opening night, that that are not available to you. And, and, uh, I mean, tomorrow's going to be three weeks for a hamstring injury for Aaron Gordon. you got to find a way to get that guy back out there on the basketball floor. Michael Carter-Williams hasn't played uh, in almost three weeks as well, and and those injuries have been crippling. Uh, You don't have Mo Bamba, who's out of the bubble, and, and we all know the unfortunate injury to Jonathan Isaac. So you're playing severely undermanned. You're getting contributions from Gary Clark, who gives you 12 today. Uh, Terrence Ross can't go one for eight from three. He got good looks. He cannot go. If you're going to beat this team, 
that can't happen. And, and Evan Fournier has got to figure it out, Jake. And again, not to put this on those guys, because still, you know, Terrence gets you 20 in the last game and gets you 19 today. That's more than enough of a contribution for him. But one of eight from three, you got to find a way to knock those down. And Evan Fournier, I think, Jake, when this is all said and done, again, this is merely speculation. We have no idea. We've been All we've been told is a non-COVID-related illness that shut him down for a week, and now he's trying to get himself back. We assume it's conditioning. If something doesn't look right to me with Evan. I have no idea. I, I would not be surprised if whenever this series is over, Evan comes out and, and explains, this is what I've been dealing with. But the guy's a gamer, and he wants to be out there. And whatever he's battling, he, he's trying to battle through it, and he's trying to help his team. He, he just can't get a shot to go down right now. No, it's and but and, and that's the thing is with Evan and Terrence, you know, you know when you're missing all of those other guys that those those are the guys that you need to have a, a great yes. night literally every night. I mean, Vooch is Vooch is carrying the offense, but um, but those are the guys that you count on to be those secondary scorers. And you know, you can't depend on on Gary to knock down four threes on a night to night basis. That's just not necessarily who Gary Clark is. It's great when he does, but that can't be something that you say. You know, if Gary Clark doesn't hit four threes tomorrow, then we have no shot. Um, that, that's a nice added bonus. Look, with Terrence, I think Terrence has done a good job of taking what the defense has given him, and they're obviously keyed in. Like, DiVincenzo does a really good job chasing him around. They just have so much um, awareness and athleticism defensively that it is making it difficult on him, but that's what I like to see. Okay, if the three ball's not falling, get to the free throw line six times. Figure out a way to get your 20 points. Help yeah. out on the boards, right. which Terrence has done. So, you know, I you can understand that a little bit. There's going to be those games um, for Terrence where the shots aren't falling, but you figure out other ways to try to help the team out. And you're right with Evan. I mean, look, I, I think they ran a lot of stuff at the beginning of the game today to try to get Evan going, that dribble handoff stuff with Vooch. And and Evan got a couple good looks early, and they just clanked off. And it's just it, it just feels like a rhythm thing right now with them. And then by the end, I mean, he played 36 minutes today. I thought in the second half, he just – he, he doesn't look as crisp as we've seen right. him look. Um, and, and, and as we know, look, they're playing every other game right now. This is playoff intensity, and he missed a week sort of leading into it, um, you know, to get his wind up and, and to get his rhythm back. So I think we're kind of seeing residual effects from that. Yeah, it just does, something doesn't, whatever it is, just doesn't seem right. Maybe he's pressing and he desperately wants to win and help his team. Whereas Nick Vucevic struggled last postseason, he, he, you know, 16 months later, he was determined to make sure that was not the case again. And he's having an unbelievable postseason, 30 points a game uh, in the postseason, top 10 in scoring, uh, and he's top 10 in rebounding as well here here inside the in, in the playoffs. Uh, he goes toe-to-toe he goes -to -toe with Giannis Adetokounmpo, who's the MVP of the league. I mean, they, they have no answers for Nick Vucevic, they're also content to let Nick, uh, you know, try, try to. They're also content to let Nick get his. They are just keying in on the others. They are making it very difficult on Terrence Ross, difficult on on Evan Fournier, and, and I think these guys are all these guys are these guys are giving it the best they can. I mean, really, and, and I and the thing that I don't worry about, I think it would be human nature, and I think we saw it with, with some of these teams that get down three zero, get that are going to get down three one. I can go home. Now let's just pack it in. I've right. been in this bubble for a month and a half. I don't think you're going to get that with this team. I think they work too hard to get to the postseason. I think it's been too long since they've been in the playoffs, and I think you're going to, you're going to see this team fight uh, again on, on, on Wednesday. And listen, this is a Milwaukee team, and Jeff Turner made the point on the broadcast, and I, and I think it's exactly right. Coach Bud is going to thank Steve Clifford because I, I truly think – that it was that magic, the way the magic played Toronto in the first round woke them up. That was not a cakewalk for them in that first round, and that got them right. 
uh, unfortunately, at our expense. And I think we did the same thing to Milwaukee. We're going to do this twice in a row? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think if Milwaukee, in fact, does go on to win the series, which obviously the odds are heavily in their favor, uh, I think we will have awoken them. And I think we got them on – and and they ha- and they got tested. We, they, we gave them everything they had. This was not an easy first round. And, again, you've got another game. Maybe Milwaukee lets their guard go guard down a little bit and, and the Magic again play loose back against the wall, nothing to lose, and you can get another game. At that point, Jake, it would be a resounding success. If you're able to – to me, it already is undermanned. You stole the game against Milwaukee. I think if you can get two games, it's a resounding success, and, and then it just puts a lot of pressure on next year not being in this situation where you're seven or eight. Yeah, because then it feels like a little bit more progress if you get that second one in the opening round. And let me just go back to Evan real fast because I think you bring up a good point with Nick. Um, look, Vooch had a bad series against Toronto last year. It's a bad matchup. Uh, it was his first post postseason series. He comes out this year and and he's playing. You know, he's going toe to toe with the MVP. This could also be a bad matchup for Evan. Milwaukee could be doing a really good yes. job against Evan. So I think you know you got to tap the brakes when you're ready to write off a guy because he's Absolutely. had four or five bad games, especially against a team as good defensively as Milwaukee um, as Milwaukee happens to be. But yeah, I mean, look, if you come out on Wednesday and you said it, like I don't expect this team um, to just to just take their ball and go home. Um, you know, we've got one game left. Let's just get yeah. through it. Has that been the case at all over the course of the right. season? I mean, no, this team right. has had injury after injury. Remember, you think about the Lakers game, and they were so, so shorthanded, and they're able to go in there and steal a win. What was that back in January? Um, every time you've, you've counted this team out over the course of the season, You're right. they've come You're up right. with something to surprise you. So, yeah, and look, it's, it's, the, it's a seven-game series for a reason. You come out and you get one on Wednesday, and then, like you said, now all of a sudden Milwaukee's going, oh, man, we were – you know, we were, we were getting ready to scout Miami. We're counting on that rest. Um, yeah, right. Exactly. And, and then they got to think about things. But but you're right. I think no matter what, when all is said and done, as long as, you know, if Milwaukee's able to finish this thing out, um, Coach Bud will be, will be very happy that he drew the magic in yes. round one because because I think he I think he had a sense, especially based on how those teams go, uh, those games went, he probably thought his team thought they were just going to sort of cruise sure. through to the conference finals, and Lord knows the Magic reminded them that that won't be the case. No, they did cruise through four games against Detroit last year. That's exactly what happened. I think they thought that was going to be the same case this year. Right. And you have to have luck on you have to have luck on your side. You, you a blown call, you know. And again, I'm not a sour grapes guy and blame it on the officials because the officials didn't cost them this game. But you missed that foul on Nick Vucevic, a clear foul. He smacked his hand. You go the yep. other way and you compound it by calling a foul on Markel. That's a four point swing. Uh, you know, and now Giannis Adetokounmpo in a tie game uh, is able to step into a wide open three, and, and now they lead by three going into the fourth quarter. Whereas that would, you Magic would still be up by one. And I just think momentum and the psychological part of it, I think that's different. And I think if you can put Milwaukee in a situation where they're playing from behind, I, I think you, I think you have a chance. Just weren't able to do that enough here today. When we come back, I want to get into why this is so critical for Markel Fultz. There's a lot of people that think, why even go to the playoffs? Why play Milwaukee? No, this is an unbelievable learning experience for everybody on this Magic roster, especially Markel Fultz, who made his fourth career playoff start here this afternoon. The Magic are back in the playoffs, second year in a row, making it a great time to join the Magic family. Lock in your 10-game plan for next year with the refundable deposit as low as $100. Learn more at orlandomagic.com slash plans. We'll be back in a moment here to Magic Drive Time on 96.9 The Game. This is Nikola Vucevic of the Orlando Magic. Stuck in traffic? Then keep your dial on Magic Drive Time with Dante Marchitelli. 
And welcome back to Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. How about the play of Nick Vucevic, 30 points a game here in the postseason? He has put himself on the map, folks, something we've already known about Nick Vucevic. He was angry about last postseason. Uh, that is just a difficult cover for any center. Mark Gasol is a former defensive player of the year, multiple times over, uh, and he just had Vuce's number last year and, and continues to have it really this year. Uh, he's just that good of a defender. So uh, Vuce was determined to, to have a different outcome in this postseason for himself uh, ideally for his team as well but he's certainly done that and he was absolutely sensational and tried to key a comeback again in the fourth quarter but Jake I look at a guy like Markel Fultz and this is a think about what he's been through the last three years we know how hard it's been for him just to get on the floor now he's today was the fourth consecutive playoff game that he started his first four games in his career he was outstanding in game one good energy in game two you heard Cliff say the same thing good energy in game two didn't have it in game three got beat a lot off the dribble by Eric Bledsoe uh struggled to shoot the basketball how just how critical for him to have a bounce back game like he did here this afternoon 15 points Five rebounds, seven assists, two steals before fouling out. Uh, did go six of 15 from the floor. But for this youngster, 22 years old, in the progression of his game, to learn what it's like to play play playoff basketball in this environment against the team with the best record in the NBA, this is going to uh, – Markel Fultz is going to reap giant rewards for this. Yeah, and think about – I mean, if you go through it, the – He's basically been the, the the Magic's healthiest rotation player all season long. I mean, everybody's yes, missed that, right? some sort of a stretch of time, whether it was an ankle or whatever. Um, he's been durable. He's been fairly consistent. It's You've seen some ups and downs, but uh, what do we always say? This is essentially his rookie season. Um, I think no matter what happens, he's going to be much, much better for this experience. Um, the physicality is, and he said that after game one, he said, yeah, it's it's a little bit different. And so this Milwaukee team with Bledsoe, who I keep talking about, but I, I mean, basically everybody else that they trot out there, it's just everybody is a solid defensive player, um, one through eight, one through nine, sometimes one through 11, depending on who's on the floor. And so Markel, look, Markel's got a ways to go as far as running an offense um, and all of those things. But as we know, like, He's, he's a dog out there on the floor. He's a competitor. He's going to fight for his guys. Um, he's He's got such potential on both ends of the floor. The defensive potential you get really excited about, but you have to be patient with that with any young player. Um, how many good defenders are there that are Markel's age in the league right now? I mean, yes, it's, right, just, right. it's always something that veteran guys do because they know what's coming. They know, um, they know what to expect. So seeing the way he responded today because he came out in game one and he got hot early and – I really think he sort of keyed the entire – obviously, Vooch was amazing in game one, but I thought Markel's start um, and, and the Magic start in game one kind of keyed that victory. And you saw you were down four at the end of the first quarter today, and I think Markel had a lot to do with that. He wasn't necessarily getting in there and making buckets. He wasn't four for his first four like he was in game one, but he was right. a lot more aggressive getting into the paint and collapsing the defense. And really what we've seen is, I mean, the paint points – Today, gosh, I just had it. The paint points today were not pretty. I think they scored 20 points in the paint today, did the Magic. That's kind of the level of the Magic offense that we're missing right now. You know, you're, you're spreading the yes, ball around correct. and Vooch is getting to his spots, but you're not getting that ball into the into the paint and actually converting from there. So that's the next step. I thought it was a great sign of growth uh, for Markel, the way he played today. And, man, the sky's the limit, all things considered. 
Yeah, you're right. Well said. 42 to 20, you're outscored in the paint, and, and so much of his game is getting in the paint and mixing it up with that defense. That's going to do it for this edition of Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. We'll be back again tomorrow, 6 o'clock, right here on 96.9 The Game.